Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God had made a promise to Abraham. He told him that he would have a son, and from his son, he would have descendants. That's children that could not be numbered. Abraham and his wife, they found this hard to believe, that they, in their old age, could have a son. And yet God delivered on his promise to them. Abraham and Sarah were overjoyed at all that God had given them. Now sometimes when God blesses us, when he blesses us in this life, we could be tempted to put our trust in the things that God gives rather than in God himself. For instance, when trials, temptation, and suffering come, we often try to handle it on our own, using created things to help us along. When things are bad, we usually don't turn to God as our first option. We turn to substances, food, social media, pornography, or whatever else that we can find in order to satisfy our need. We turn to things in the created world in order to satisfy our need that only God himself can provide. For instance, food that is meant for nourishment, it becomes our refuge and strength. Sex, which is given by God for the union of marriage and creation, it becomes a pleasure, where we an objectified pleasure. Social media is a gift that God can use to bring us closer together, and we have made it a place of gossip and superficial comfort. We are all tempted, every single one of us, to replace the Creator with the created. Even Abraham and Sarah, they could have made their child into the source of their hope instead of the God who gave them their child. But God tested Abraham's faith, saying, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. I can't imagine what Abraham went through. It doesn't, I can't even put myself there. I can't imagine God taking away my family or even my friends. I can't imagine God taking away my house or my home. Nonetheless, having him ask me to give up something that I depend on every day. I can't even imagine him asking me to give up my cell phone. I can't imagine it. And here, God was commanding Abraham to give up the son that God himself had promised him. The son that God had given him. He couldn't possibly know what was going on 
What could be the reason for this? God had promised him by his word that his son Isaac would have children and that from those children would come the one who would bless all who blessed him, all who turned to him. That one would be Jesus. God had promised all of this and now it seemed as though God was going to have him give it all up. For what purpose? He did not know. But in obedience, Abraham rose early in the morning. He saddled his donkey and he took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood from the burnt offering and he rose and went to the place that God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place from afar. Can't imagine. Anybody going to stop me? Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and we will come again and and come again to you. Let's stop right there. I apologize. I do not have a cold. I, I was, uh, I could not fall asleep last night. Let's stop right there. Is Abraham really going to go through with this? It appears so. But there is also something else to note here in the text that we just read. He told the men who were with him that he and his son, he uses the plural, he and his son would come back to them. Abraham didn't know how, But he knew that God was going to keep his promise even if Isaac, his son, would die. He believed that Isaac, if that happened, would be raised from the dead. In all of this, in all of these actions, Abraham was trusting in God's promise to him and not in his son Isaac. He was going to walk with God even through this dark, dark place. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hands the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them, together. And Isaac said to his father, my father. He said, here I am I, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, I can see him looking at his son in his eyes. God himself will prepare a lamb. So they both went, both of them, together. And as we read earlier, This got to the point where he was ready to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And you can see him. Here I am. He 
He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. God spared his son and provided a way for his child to have life. God remained faithful to his promise to Abraham. But we have to ask, what is God sharing with us here? I think, of a, I think a couple of things at least. One, there are no gifts in this world that we should fear, love, and trust in over our God. No gifts should replace the Creator. Even if we lose everything or everything is taken away from us, God is still God. And we should trust in his promise even if we don't understand the situation that we find ourselves in. The second thing that we can learn is that the the shockingness of this scripture that we read, it is a foreshadowing of God the Father's actual sacrifice of his son. Jesus is Isaac. And Jesus is the ram in the thicket. He is the one who was to go up to the mountain and he is the actual provision of God. Jesus' death is a shocking and horrible thing. And yet, because of God's justice and the reality that our sins have to be paid for, Jesus had to die if we were going to be saved. I mentioned that Isaac represented Jesus in the fact that he is God's son. But you also represent Isaac in that because of the death of the lamb, you are spared. This this story helps us to understand what God went through in the giving of his son for our salvation. We, of course, will never get a command like Abraham did. The canon, the Bible, is closed. We are not asked to sacrifice God's, we're not even asked to sacrifice God's good gifts. But they may be taken away from us. And we want to remain faithful to the one who has promised us everlasting life. The thing that we don't want to do, however, is this we don't want to take God's good gifts and make them into God's. We don't want to abuse this creation. Nothing in this life, nothing can bring us everlasting life except for the promise of life 
that we receive in the preaching of Jesus and the death and resurrection that he would go through for the forgiveness of our sin. In our gospel lesson, we see our Old Testament lesson all over again. We see God the Father presenting his son as Abraham presented Isaac. As Jesus is baptized and the Holy Spirit is descending on him like a dove, a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Jesus is God's son. He is the only one on all the earth without sin. And that makes him the only possible provision to take away our sin. The wages of sin is death. And God was providing his son to take on the death that the world deserved. And as our sin, the Spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and the angels were ministering to him. In temptation, Jesus remained faithful. He was made to denounce all worldly things and all hope for gain in this world in order to be obedient to the Father, in order to rescue us. And where there was no possible provision, God sent his angels to him to minister to him, no doubt, reminding him of the word that he came to fulfill. The word of the Father was lived out in the flesh of the Son. The will of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it is to rescue us. When Jesus had forsaken all worldly gain and pursuits, he left the wilderness and he came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. It's as if he was saying this, no longer, no longer look for comfort from the things of this world. Look to me. I am the fulfillment of God's promise in Scripture, and I have come to save you. It's as if he's a firefighter going into a burning building, and we want to go back and hang on to this. He says, no, it will cost you your life. Let me carry you out of here. Let me carry you to a new home, a better home a home that my Father and I provide for you. God is bidding his people to turn from our fear, love, and trust in created things and to see that he has provided for us love and peace and life that this world cannot give. In Jesus is light 
In Jesus is life. In him is rescue. He is the only gift that God gives. The only one that we cannot have too much of. You think about all the things. I can have too much money to where I forget my God. I can have too much, you name it, to where I replace God with it. I cannot have too much Jesus. In summary, today we are reminded that everything we have in this life are gifts from God. Unfortunately, we often abuse the gifts that God gives us and we use them to replace him. But thankfully, God still sends his son to save us. He is the father who shockingly offers up, who provides the horrible provision, the horrible provision for the penalty of our sin. He provides his son, who John the Baptist, by the way, would call, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And because of Jesus, we who were heading towards death, as was Abraham's son Isaac, we are granted new life. We live because Jesus died and rose on the third day. And Jesus bids us to call his Father our Father through the gospel that he fulfills. He says to you, Your sin is covered by my ransom. There is nothing holding you back. Repent and believe in the gospel. All of heaven I give to you. In the name of Jesus, amen.